What is up, everybody? Welcome into the Bat Flip, where we discuss everything baseballs. I'm Landon Raby with me, Dylan Taylor. Caleb Mitchell in the background here. Um, props to him. Tennessee goes down to Baton Rouge this weekend. Doesn't get the series win. I'm, I'm going to start by being positive. Tennessee competed with, with LSU, the number one team in the country, all series long. The bad part is you're probably coming back to Knoxville thinking, man, we should have won that game. We beat ourselves. Um, and that's, you know, we've talked about it on the show quite a bit. Errors in base running will get you beat in the SEC, and that was true this weekend. I mean, Tennessee, I'm not saying they should have swept LSU, but you can make the case that if they don't make all those mistakes that they probably do sweep LSU. That's a pretty strong case, too. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I mean, we'll get into the specifics of it, but, yeah, it's it, basically what you said. Like, we've – we warned, like, this will happen if it's not cleaned up. And, I mean, okay, if it costs you the first game, like, that's still a game that by this point in the season it shouldn't – those same issues shouldn't be costing you. And then arguably say it costs you the second game too, which by then the series done. So, I mean, a good rebound on uh, on Saturday. But, I mean, too little too late at that point. But, I mean, good momentum to build off of. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, there there is some good to take away from from this series, and you know, I, I think that was a hostile environment. I don't think that had anything to do with the errors. The errors were just kind of bad. Um, but you know, Tennessee is still much watched TV. I mean, you look at Alex Box Stadium; they set a record this weekend. You know, I'm I'm sure there was you know quite a bit of chirping in the stands from from LSU fans, and rightfully so. I mean, this team has had LSU's number the past two seasons. Um, LSU's put together a really good – kind of hand-picked their team with yep. with Skeens and, and Tommy Wide. And, I mean, that, that's, that lineup, I mean, I know you can't really take a, take a series off in the SEC, but I think it's nice to not ever have – or not have to face this lineup anymore this season because Dugas, Cruz, Morgan, Tommy Wyatt – I mean that uh, Jordan Thompson. I mean that that lineup is is insane. Yeah, I mean, and Tennessee honestly, Tennessee hit hit with them. Yeah, that was. I mean Tennessee outscored them this weekend. So um, the bats are coming alive. I, I do. You know I hate that. You know it did kind of cost Tennessee a series win, and and that would have been huge. But I, I do think they gained a little bit of confidence. Had their back against the wall. Um, down 0-2. Can't can't get swept. In any series, you know, I'm, even if it's the number one team in the country, they're num- the number one team in the country, but um, they're they're like fifth in the SEC. That's how crazy the the conference is right now. Yeah, I mean, that, I was looking at it the other day. I mean, their their lineup, you could pretty confidently say they've got three first team All Americans right now, mm-hmm. maybe four. I mean, that, that's that's insane when you look around. They're only spot nine spots in a lineup, and they've—you could say by this point in the year—they've comfortably almost got half of a lineup just just in their everyday roster. So, but that that just makes it more frustrating because it it's a team that's that good, and you very well could have won the series, could could have swept. I won't I won't go quite that far. I mean, you don't you don't know what happens with the if the just simple plays are made, but definitely. You're definitely not looking at a lost series, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And the the outfield, I mean, that was my biggest question mark coming into the season. I thought the infield would would 
be a sure thing, but the outfield has, has bought out these past two weekends, you know, props to, I'm going to go with the staff, you know, they figured it out. I think there was, you know, the first of the season, it was like, man, who's going to play outfield. Um, but they've kind of got that figured out with Hunter Inslee, Christian Scott, Kvaris Tears, um, you know, whoever's out there, Jared Dickey. I mean, all those guys, Kyle Booker this weekend, props to see him again. Um, all those guys made plays. And I think that's – I mean, LSU was was better off in an infield fly than, you know, smoking one in the outfield. I, Inslee is we, – we were seeing what he was doing with the bat, but he, he covers ground out there good too. So, he – I mean, he's – I don't know if you can say it's quite locked up yet, but it, it's going to take a miracle for Hunter Inslee to not be playing every day the way he's performed here lately. But, yeah, I mean, I we were kind of talking before we came on. I – to me, you can't really even say it's the atmosphere either that's the cause for the errors. Like, I mean, in in football, you know, you, you hear more of kind of that excuse because it, it affects the play getting in. It, affect, it affects a lot of communication that goes on. Mm-hmm. You, you're kind of more on an island in baseball. So, I don't, I don't know what – I mean, we've talked about it before, and you can't really say that it's the atmosphere because it, it's happened in Knoxville too. So, I, I, I don't know. I – yeah, but whatever, I mean, whatever weird voodoo that that they did in the outfield, they needed to do it in the infield. And you know, I, I think part of it is just somebody taking charge. I mean, that ball on on Friday that just lands on the pitcher's mound, yeah, somebody yeah. has to nut up and go get that ball. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's so weird because some of like your middle infielders are going in the outfield trying to steal a ball from your right fielder that's ten feet away from it, but then you know, no one is. It just seems like a, a communication issue, um, well, and, yeah, and maybe lack of lack of just somebody to being an alpha in that infield, which should always be your shortstop. Now, yeah. maybe maybe that's maybe it's a little bit different right now, just because Maui hasn't been playing with this group as long. I, I would think that wouldn't be an excuse. Still, Christian Moore right now. I mean, props to him, but you can't catch every ball. Like, yeah, you just just control what you control. I mean, right now it's like, I mean, maybe he's trying to be that guy and step up, but he he's just going after stuff that he has no business going after. And mm-hmm. almost almost probably should have had a couple more errors. That one on Friday, I mean, that that's saying – I'm not saying that. That's uh, Blake Burke's ball. I mean, that – is that props to Zane for calling it early, but once you see it's drifting that first base side, somebody's got to say, hey, that's, that's not that's – not, especially when you're having to run over the mound. Like, yeah. that's – Somebody's got to tell him, like, which you think it'd be Christian Moore, but to me, that's to me, that's Blake Burke. He's got to step up and say, "Hey, that that's me." I, I just, yeah, it's a communication thing for sure. But I don't. The thing is, too, you can't. It, it's the guys that are hitting well for you. They're like, there's not like you're going to take Zane out of. You can't really threaten him with, "Hey, clean it up, or you're out of the lineup." Because I mean, he's one of your best hitters right now. Mm-hmm. Blake yeah. Burke's not going to be taken out of the lineup. Maui's starting to turn it around. Christian Moore, when he's on, is maybe your most consistent hitter or your best, your most consistent get on base guy. So you can't really threaten them with a young guy behind you, even though there are young, talented players. Because those, is there anybody in the outfield that should be expected to be a leader more than those four guys? I mean, those those four guys, maybe Maui excluded just because, like I just said, he hasn't been here as long. But, I mean, Zane, Blake Burke, Christian Moore, I mean, th- those are guys that have contributed 
either on this team or in the SEC for a while now. So I mean, some somebody's somebody's got to clean it up. I, I don't know. I don't know who's going to step up and take it. But if if it's Christian Moore, hey, that's good from a mentality. But let some other guys catch the ball that's in the area. Yeah, and it seems like the past two weeks. I'm not, you know, six errors is, is too many, way too many. Um, and, and it costs you a series against the number one team in the country. But the wind has been an issue the past two weekends. I don't know what it is. Or, or it, it was even an issue at Missouri. So I guess the past three weekends, it's been, you know, really weird. I mean, Gavin Dugas at second base also had the same, you know, he's under a ball, it looks like, and then he, you know, has to drift like, 10 yards in the outfield to get to it. So yeah, just weird circumstances, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that, that cleaned up a little bit. And, and some of that, I mean, two of those errors are on your pitchers. Um, Drew Beam had one on Saturday where he kind of airmailed one. And then Seth Alverson just drops the ball at first base that, that gets you out of that inning. The next batter hits one to Christian Moore and he's trying to make a play. Um, uh, he's trying to make a play, and it's you know he reaches to tag him, doesn't get him, tries to throw it. He's late on the throw, so um, just just weird. Um, but yeah, just can't have it. And, and then base running mistakes again. I mean, Dylan Dryling is you know yeah. gets a single. Um, Hunter Insley's up to bat, gets picked off, then Hunter Insley hits a home run that would have tied the game. So just stuff like that just is going to get you beat, and you know. That was hopefully it's a learning experience that it will actually get you beat from this weekend. Yeah, the, you want to say freshman mistake by Dryling, but I mean we've seen it with other guys too. And I, I could get on my soapbox and just go off about um, about uh, who else I gonna say? Oh, about just the 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 mistakes in the infield. I understand with pitchers like they're told that they're the best athletes on the team or you hear you hear that a lot that pitchers are the best athletes on the team if that's the case like i really don't understand I, i've never understood it I was, well, I was saying like i could get on my soapbox and go on forever about it but a ball that's coming back to the pitcher's mound like how is that not how is that not a ball that the pitcher should take charge on like they they've always used the excuse of Oh, you know, they're standing on the elevated surface right there. Like, it's hard to make a play like that. It's always been something I'm just like, that seems like garbage to me. Like, if you're the best athlete on the team, like, you can't handle stepping off a slant just a little bit. Like, I, I it doesn't make any sense to me. But, yeah, the, the base running is – I'm tired of you talking about it because it's like if you were just going up against a bunch of lefties that just have – insane moves maybe that's okay but like it's just i don't know and it's not just getting picked off it's just not reading fly balls correctly it's i don't know that that's that's the part that it's just it makes me sick to even talk about now yeah um and sorry i i had to get up our producer caleb said uh, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of warm air cold air and i, I, I thought he was talking message. about my fan making noise in the mic so i went to turn off my fan but he was talking about the uh the actual win we were discussing so that's my bad um bad I communication i was waiting for an infielder to come running through your window right there and call you off for <laughs> <Yeah>. it <laughs> i do want to you mentioned like the how it's 
difficult for a pitcher to to step off and get back on. Can we talk about how Alex Box has two jumbotrons and they can't even afford a bullpen? Yeah. It, Why are they I, in foul ground? Like there was twice. I think Kyle Booker tripped over it once, and I think Christian Scott almost did as well. Um, so I mean, like, what what is that? I mean, maybe there's some historical aspect to the stadium, but I don't. I may piss off LSU fans. Your stadium's kind of garbage. Like it's it's not very good at all. Like I when like I've seen the outside. The outside it looks like a cathedral. Yeah, and then and I'm then like, you, we have freaking pitchers mounds and foul territory. We can't even get in a bullpen. It, it looks like an old minor league stadium. Yeah, it does. Is it? I it, it could be for all I know. Because I mean, it, it, look, it looks. looks Yeah, it looks <laughs> like that stadium that. You know, someplace in a mid-sized town, they have it just kind of sits out in the back, and you drive past it, and you're like, your kids are like, "Hey, you know what? What's that?" And you're like, "Uh, back in the days, we used to play some ball over there, and now it's it's like they've they've slapped some new paint on it." And I just maybe that's a hot take, but I just I, yeah. give me even with its tiny size, give me Lindsey Nelson ten times right. over that stadium. Well, speaking of the bullpen, Tennessee's bullpen was phenomenal this weekend. Um, Andrew Lindsay, Seth Alverson, uh, Camden Sewell, you know, all those guys just shoved it. I'm uh, thinking they pitched 15 innings and eight strikeouts, only two earned runs with, with this lineup. So they came in, did their job, and gave Tennessee a chance to, to win. But in some of those games, they just – we didn't have enough juice in the end to, to come back yeah. and from, from those deficits to make anything out of it. And um, – Saturday, I mean, you did all your damage, and you, you could have just stopped after the second inning. Um, now they made it a little interesting, making it ten to six, um, but then Zane Denton comes through, hits a two-run bomb, and that was kind of all she wrote after after that one. So, um, I, I mean, good to get that win on sat on Saturday. You know, I think that was huge to avoid that sweep, and it also kind of proves you, hey guys, like we can beat anybody. With our bullpen, with the bats that we have, the starting pitching, I mean, I know that the starting pitching is – I'm sure those guys would say they didn't have their best stuff, but they also pitch good enough to win. They're also facing, you know, those guys. And in Tennessee, even when it doesn't look like it, they're leading the SEC in ERA. So, I mean – Everybody's uh, hitting this year, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just the way that it goes. And, you know, I think those games where you're having no hitters and one, th- those games are over <laughs> with the the batting and, you know, the, the hitters and just how good hitters are at this stage in their career. I mean, that you just don't see that anymore. Well, I mean, Landis, there was, there was what, 32 hits? With your ceiling fan, too. There's no, <laughs> there's no way nobody's, nobody's making a solid play out there. No, absolutely not, no. Um. Yeah, it's it's my fault. Caleb blamed me for uh, the <laughs> loss because I um I rode the tiger when I was in LSU back during football season. Um, that's fine. If 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 that's what it takes, you better beat Florida this weekend because I know they've got it circled after you swept them and and put yeah. on those those football helmets. So, you know, I think Evan Russell said this on a show. I'm not sure who show it was, but he said, you know, this team is cash and checks that. Last year's team wrote, um, and it's it's not very fair to this team, but it's the reality. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, 
you're you're doing like teams are, are treating you like last year's team, and it's a totally different team. Um, but you, you got to circle it. I mean, I'm circling Arkansas. I want to kill them. Vandy, I'm sure Vandy has this team circled. Uh, we're, we're, we should circle Kentucky. They, you know, put it on us last year in that cold weather, and, um, you know, hopefully they're ranked 10th. I don't know. What is the SEC doing? What is this? It's – I mean, you said like no – you said it before the show. It's like you have no weekends off. You don't. It, it's the SEC. I mean, that's the only <laughs> – just means more. Everybody's good. I mean, it, yeah. what, we probably thought Missouri was – Maybe not the worst, but bottom tier. I mean, you got swept by them, and now I mean they're they turn around and get swept by South Carolina. It's I I don't have a read on it. I have a read on one team, the SEC, and it's LSU. But I mean, honestly, that's kind of implying that I don't have a read on Tennessee, which I don't. But you just played with LSU, and you you showed that you could beat them if you just don't beat yourself. So, do you really have a read on Tennessee? Do you really have a If you're going confidence meter, it's LSU up here, everybody else down here. Mm Because right now they're the top – even though you were the top dog last year, they're clearly the top dog this year. And even if you show you can play with them, that end of the year when they look back on that series, it doesn't matter that you could play with them because they got the series. So it's – got a feeling it's going to be – it's definitely going to be that this weekend – now, we kind of talked about it before, like how long does it take to figure it out? Where, I mean, you you don't have a bad record. You're still one of the best teams in the country. But when does everything start clicking? Because we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it, it's been, you know, bats were an issue. It was, you know, maybe you're not as healthy in the bullpen. It just seems like it's 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 always something. And defense has kind of always been the issue. And, and base running, but base running – I feel like you can just be less aggressive and, and be better at base running. Um, I don't know oh, yeah. what. At a, at a certain point, you could just tell them no doubles. Like, everybody yeah. hits singles. <laughs> like, like, if it doesn't go over the fence, you just stop. Well, and that's kind of how it felt. Like, and th- this weekend, it was like everything LSU hit was a freaking piss rod. I don't know what kind of bat they're using. Check that. Um, go Tim Corbin on it. Check it a little bit. But everything that they hit was an extra base hit. Until until Saturday, of course, but everything Tennessee was it was either a solo shot or a single. There was no in between. And I I don't want to draw the comparison, but I mean, you wonder. I mean, you saw it last year with Ole Miss. Like now, to me, you have a much more talented roster this year than Ole Miss did last year. But all it took was them clicking at the right time, and I mean it. it if you ask me, honestly, it doesn't matter how roster you're talented or how talented your roster is. It, it could be the same. I mean, we saw it with Tennessee. We've seen it with Arkansas before, not making it out of regional, super regional, stuff like that. No matter how Omaha's. good you are. Yeah, the Omaha Hawks. Yeah. It's <laughs> so embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter how good you are, truly. That's a dumb statement, it sounds like. It, it's a lot with basketball, the tournament. Now – the physicality of basketball, eventually it does come down to who's got the better guys. Baseball, that is going to win out eventually, but it just comes down to clicking at the right time. Hopefully it doesn't take as long as it did with Ole Miss last year. Anybody that remembers, they, they hit their stride 
at about the last possible second that they could. So mm-hmm. hopefully, hopefully it starts this weekend. But I mean, at a certain point, I, I just want to I want to see the top potential of this team. I want to see a see I want to see a series where you leave it, where even if you don't sweep Florida this weekend, if you only just win the series two one, but you come out like, hey, the game we lost, we just got beat. Like we didn't beat ourselves. I, I want to see the top potential of this team without beating ourselves before we can really make a judgment on it. And there's always kind of that hope with so many new faces. Like, I mean, I, I'm kind of hoping like it, it's got to click at some point. Like the outfield's clicking now. Like, yeah. I mean, it took a while for them to get to this point, but you finally found your guys in the outfield. Um, you know, bullpen. I feel like you finally figure that out, how, how you want to use guys. And I know it was a little different this weekend because, you know, your starters just didn't go that far into the game. Um, and I, I think they got to do a better job of that. You know, Dolander didn't have his best stuff. Only had – I think his first strikeout was in like the third or fourth inning. Um, only had three strikeouts, but, you know, found ways to, to get out of innings and put up zeros. And, and that's that's your job as a starting pitcher, put up zeros. Um, it doesn't have to be pretty, but you know he got it done even on a night when he didn't have his best stuff. Chase Burns, it looked like he was cruising, and he's been like this the entire year. He'll cruise, and then it'll be just like all at once, just fall apart. Um, you know, leaving fastballs over the the heart of the plate, and you know he gave up back to back bombs, gave up a double, and then you got to pull him. You know, you can't let him. You can't let your your guy right there just suffer um especially with the bullpen you got you got to get him out and get somebody in that that can you know get you out of a jam and with him if they, if this weekend was the first time it happened it wouldn't really be concerning because with a lineup that good you just figure hey everybody's seen him a couple times now they're they're going to start teeing off a little bit no matter how good your stuff is but yeah the, the fact that it's happened multiple times it, it kind of makes you wonder if it's a mentality thing right now um with Dolander, yeah, I, I don't know. It's with him right now. It's avoid the bomb, and then you're fine. Maybe whether it's yeah. well, not even a bomb, it seems like it's a double to start every game right now. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It that that's that still shockingly doesn't concern me as much as just the little things because I, I you can't deny talent at a certain point. Yeah, and it's so weird because I feel like catcher is probably a not a weakness, but definitely not a strength of this team. Um, but like, there's not really the good thing is you're not having a ton of base runners with, with the pitching staff that you have. Um, so I, I do think it's it's not really a concern right now. Like, I, we're not throwing anybody out hardly, um, but also like, not a lot of people are stealing. I don't know if that's just because LSU doesn't have an Enrique Bradfield Jr. Or they think like, oh, why would I risk that when we have, you know, Trey Morgan, Dylan Cruz, and Tommy White in our lineup? I don't know. It just seems it just seems like well, and it's not just LSU, it just seems like teams aren't really willing to steal. I don't know if that's just a lost art in baseball, but um it's it's not been anything that that I've been concerned. It's just the infield, and like you said, the infield is your best hitters. That's the the top and the heart of your lineup. And you know you're not taking them out, so something's gotta something's gotta be fixed. 
And I don't really know – I don't know why we're not seeing that either because, in my opinion, I, it seems like guys are getting faster. We're getting better athletes as the years go on. And I don't really think arms behind the plate are keeping up with them. I mean, you, you may get you may get hosed every now and then. But I right, right now – and I know this is weird. I'm not really specific, talking specifically about Tennessee here just because until proven otherwise, we are staying put until we learn not to get picked off, stuff sure. like that. But I, yeah, it, it seems like the gap between MLB base runners and college base runners, just in terms of athleticism and speed, isn't nearly as wide as, you know, a, a JT Real Muto behind the plate compared to a top catcher in the SEC. It, it seems like there's still quite a bit of a gap there in terms of arm, just my observation. So it, it's weird. I don't know if it's an analytics thing. Is that, becomes more part of the game. Maybe that's part of the reason, but I I don't know. It, it, it doesn't really make sense to me, so it's puzzling to see. I, I'd kind of noticed that, too. It's puzzling to see that kind of mm-hmm. all over college baseball. Well, I mean, especially like – I mean, you see like if you have an end that, that is, you know, defensive end that is – or, or let, let's go basketball. If you have a center that is just soft, you got to go inside yep. and dominate him. I just don't I, – I mean, if that is a weakness for Tennessee, they're just not throwing anybody out, I don't know why you don't try it. Um, you know, I hate that I'm, you know, giving Florida a game plan, but, I mean, that's – I mean, everybody sees it, right? I mean, they saw it last year. That that was an issue. Um, and I think Jared Dickey has, has done fine behind the plate and Charlie Taylor as well, but they're not throwing anybody out. And I, that's where I lean away from maybe it's an analytics part of the game because if if I have somebody like Enrique Bradfield on my team, he is oh, yeah. stealing every bag. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you get thrown out, hey, it, it's it's like in, you'll see in Little League. They they run the bases if they're allowed to. If the league doesn't ban it, they just run the bases until somebody tags them. Because mm-hmm. at that level, it's like, well, we'll go a little below Little League, but you're at the level there where like the odds of having a perfect throw to the outfield into a bag to tag somebody out, that's not going to happen much. So you're going to run as much as possible. Enrique Bradfield, yeah, I don't want to give – I mean, I doubt we're really giving it away, but if I'm him against Tennessee or against anybody in college baseball right now, I'm stealing every bag. And if, if you get thrown out, that's going to be a minority of the time. So it's much more beneficial to just run every time. And yep. that just kind of speaks to it. I, I don't see any – Body behind the plate. That's, that's why I don't really view it as a glaring weakness for Tennessee, just because I don't see anybody in the SEC really that's yeah. just it's fear odd back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's odd. Um, I, I do want to kind of hit on the the lineup a little bit. You, you've seen some guys like changing it out. Griffin Merritt didn't play a ton this this weekend. Kind of been in a slump. I think he's two for his last thirty um, at bats, and you know he's just struggling right now. Um, struggling to see it, a lot of strikeouts in that. You know, it's not like he's, you know, hitting atom bombs right at somebody. It's, it's, uh, you know, striking out, heading back to the dugout. It's just not great at bats. Um, and so, I, my question is, like, I mean, is that something that you see going forward? As, as Hunter Inslee and Christian Scott and you know, Tears and, and Dryling surpassed him. Or is uh, it just you know we're gonna see Griffin Merritt at some point, but you know right now it's like you're kind of humming. So it it 
very much worries me with him. Yeah, just because I, I think they may have even said on the broadcast, like, not not really meaning to slide him, but, you know, he was what, – what's Cincinnati? Is that the American Conference? AAC, that, yeah, yeah. AAC, yeah, yeah. So you're a top player there, but it kind of does speak to that gap between – I mean, we're talking about the mosh pit at the top of the SEC right now. Like, he had nothing for Paul Skeens. I mean, nothing close. Nothing. Every The last at bat he came up, I think it was – was it right before the error happened, Paul? I don't, I don't remember. It was it was in a moment where you're like, man, a, a hit would be really big here. It was kind of kind of yeah. when we had the moment, or I don't even remember if we had the momentum, but we had at least taken it back from them, and it was even then. And it was like, man, he's not going he's not going to be in the game much longer. Somebody, if they could, if they touch him right here, you may have a ball game. And I mean, even in that moment, he just looked defeated at the plate, which at this point of the year, isn't good to be going through something like that. It's better than the end of the year, but you just hope that that's not like, crap, what did I get myself into? Because we've seen he could play. Mm -hmm. But against the top arm, he – I mean, he he got outplayed by Dryling, Inslee, those guys, so. Yeah, and he he was the only starter that didn't have a hit. Every single starter in that game had a hit except for him, and he struck out, what, three times? I mean, he he's gonna have to just get a pinch hit opportunity at some point, or make something show, happen, or show out in the midweek games and mm-hmm. wait for somebody else to slump, which you you don't want. But I mean, that's a that's a having the American Conference player was he player of the year coming yeah. off the bench yeah, as a bench hitter. That's insane. That speaks to how good this team is. But I mean, I've mentioned it on this show before. You can go back and pull the old tapes, like. He's my he's kind of my X factor. Like if he if he's humming with everybody else, it's a completely different lineup. And he just now that was before we've seen Hunter Insley come on. So maybe it's just a reversal of roles. But yeah, yeah, he I hope he gets it figured out because he can be a great ball player, but he he had nothing for Skeens at all. That was yeah. a complete mismatch. And Dylan Dryling, I mean, we said on the show the the all a kid does is get on base. He hits. Now, he can't get picked off when he's on first, but um, I thought he handled the bat well. He gets put up in the two-hole um, on Saturday, and, you know, he has a couple hits. I mean, he just he's just solid. Um, and, you know, I don't know how good he is on the field, but I like him at that DH spot. Just, hey, freshman, you don't have to worry about this part of the game. Focus on hitting. Um, and I kind of like that. You're kind of dumbing it down a little bit. It's like, dude, go up there and make something happen. He's a couple cheeseburgers short of Jared Dickey. Like that's it's the yeah. same. It's the same guy. It's Jared Dickey two years ago. That's mm-hmm. he's a he's a professional hitter. You've got mm-hmm. two professional hitters now. So my only thought is, who kind of steps up as that big righty now? Inslee looks like he's kind of. That's the only thing that worries me. Is it's nice to have young guys step up, but young guys are they're going to see the bright lights at some point when you're in a regional, a super regional, when you're in Omaha, you've got to have, you got to have somebody a little bit older. That's when they kind of have that culture shock at first, somebody older has got to step up and do that. And that's, you hoped it would be Griffin Merritt. I don't know who it is right now though. I don't know. Those guys, uh, if you did an x-ray, it seems like right now they got that dog in them. They do. Right now they do. (laughs) Until proven otherwise. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, I've just, Dude, love Hunter Inslee in center field. I mean, even if he didn't hit, I would have a hard time just keeping him out of the lineup just because of 
Um, and, and he's holding his own hitting. I mean, he's hitting well. Yeah. And, you know, you kind of see guys kind of flip-flop, and, you know, he's been in the four hole. He's been, you know, seventh or eighth and sixth. You know, he's kind of been all over that lineup. And, I mean, him and, and Dryling just continue to make plays, and it's like Griffin Merritt's getting less opportunities because of that. You know, you pull Griffin Merritt, you're not hitting well, you know, pull you, you know, we'll pinch hit you if we need you or something like that. Well, then, like, none of these guys are doing anything to to kind of let you have that opportunity. And, you know, Christian Scott played well. And then you add Kyle Booker to the mix on Saturday, and all he he looked like the, one of the best players on the field. The ever the ever long mystery of Kyle Booker. I I don't. Hey, if he steps up and does it, because because I mean I, I've said it before. My ultimate com, compliment that I can give a guy is he's a ball player like that. Because those are just those guys that they everything they do on a baseball field looks natural. It's not like oh you know he's got a good swing, but you know he's kind of a liability in the outfield like. Dryling and Inslee, they're just ball players. Print the shirts. I want to. I want to just give them a sh- custom shirt like they would care that just says "ball player" on it because mm-hmm. that's the top order. That's it's the top honor anybody can get, especially for a freshman. And what's Inslee a re- sophomore, redshirt sophomore? I mean, yeah. it, it's but a guy that hasn't played much. So yeah, I, I don't know. Kyle Booker gets a ball player shirt for this weekend. The only only thing with Kyle Booker is can he do it next week? Because mm-hmm. that's that's kind of. It's just always been the case with him. But you've earned I, that opportunity. Yeah, right. Is, I mean, he you you have to play him again to see if he can duplicate what he did, yep. um, or or build on that, gain some confidence. I mean, dude, you're able to play in in Alex Box against the number one team in the country. You can play any anybody. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I think know. this team is is really good, and you know. Again, no no weeks off. You got Florida, Arkansas, Vanderbilt. You know, it, it doesn't get any easier. Um, and I think Florida moved up to number three in the country. Here's the thing with LSU. I do want to go back to LSU because, um, you know, Paul Skeens was really good on, on Thursday. You had a chance to, to probably beat him. If you steal one of those first two games away from LSU, they struggle on that third game. Yeah, and you had two chances to do it. Yeah, I mean, I mean that that Thatcher heard is not, I think they've lost three games because of it. I think that's all three games that they've lost the, that last game. So yeah, he just doesn't have it. And you know, I mean, if you're continuing to to pitch him, that kind of tells you that they don't have anybody else. And yeah, their their bullpen wasn't like overly impressive either. No, it's. If they're, I hate to even say that just because of how good they are, but if, if their bats do slump at some point, you'll see them lose some games because yeah. Skeens is the only one that's really just like dominant, strikes fear. Like mm-hmm. you, you've lost the, a lot of guys have lost the battle before they even step in the box. He, yeah. He's one of the few pitchers in the country like that. So, I mean, I say if their lineup slows down, Dylan Cruz is the best player in the country. That's no disrespect to anybody on Tennessee, but I think I said it before the series, and it's mm-hmm. only reaffirmed after the series. That dude, I mean. He's 2-7 and seven against Tennessee. I do want to point that out. But I also, like, mean it and kind of, like, respect because, like, he is that dang good, and I can't wait 
till he's in the pros and no longer in college baseball anymore. <laughs> he he's <laughs> we say professional hitter. He, he's I don't want to take that title away from Jared Dickey because he is the ultimate professional mm-hmm. hitter. But Dylan Cruz, all dude. Can you, can you imagine a lineup full of them two? No. And going back to Jared Dickey, even when you know it it can be an ugly swing, but he's he's putting it where somebody's not every single time. Yeah. Um, he's just a dog, and him playing catcher, you know, he's getting banged up back there, and it just it's not even really affecting him at the plate. <laughs> Somebody got to help him out with the equipment staff too. If if we know Dickie's gonna be catching, don't put that poor guy in the in the gray unis because they, they don't hide sweat at all. And that, that <laughs> dude, he was he was a different shade by the end of the game. Yeah. Somebody oh, somebody's got to help him out there. Yeah. Um, any kind of anything else? Or, I guess I have a question. Um, who are your starters in the outfield going forward? Um, if you had to pick three guys and pick a DH too, because that's probably another well, outfield. Yeah, as well. yeah, that was my first. Just because Merritt's struggling so bad right now, I I feel like we still don't really know how good Dryling is in the outfield. Um, I mean, he hasn't looked bad at any point, and I'm kind of at the same place with tears. So w- one of them is your DH, I think, because Ensley looks – Ensley holds up in center field. I don't, yeah, I don't think that's – 100%. So if – I mean, tears is more right field than left. Hasn't the, isn't that where we've seen him more, or has it been left yeah, field? Yeah, he, he's been right, yeah. So to me, you've only got one open spot. I would love it if it's Kyle Booker. But I just – Christian Scott's a good fielder out there. I just – it's no disrespect. I don't think we've seen that he can consistently produce enough with his bat to do it. So, to me, he's kind of out. I, I think you've got your three right there in some order. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm i very tempted. I think Dryling could handle playing the field along with DH because where you kind of have the same train of thought of – just letting him hit at DH, I kind of have that thought more with tears a little bit just okay. because of yeah. how how terrifying he is there. It's two different approaches, though. I mean, Dryling's more of the all-around hitter. Tears is a little more power-based, but, I mean, you see that he can he can just get on base, too. It doesn't have to be bomb or nothing. So, in some combination, I think you've got your three right there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean Hunter Inslee's definitely one of them. And Dylan Dryling, he's got to be in there, whether he's a DH or a outfielder. Along with Dickey, too, obviously. Yeah, we'll, we'll say for the sake of this argument, we'll say Dickey's catching. Okay. Because um, if not, he's in, he's got one of those spots. Um, right, I like, he's, he's either outfielder I like or Christian DH. Scott. I wish he we would just use him a little better. Like, I, I wish we just, like, you know, bunt. Like, I know he tried he, – he tried a bunt or – I think he had a nice bun, didn't he? Yeah he he's not he's not a pure hitter, really. Yeah, I I, I would like to see to more be. of that, like you know, just bunting a little bit of small ball out of him because he is that you know he's a freak athlete. He's so fast and um you know being at that left handed you know he could tap it down the third baseline and because they're gonna it looks like he's a pull hitter, so I mean. Most teams are probably, but but you probably like shifting over to the left side. But you also, 
kind of make them not do that if you're able to bunt down the, the third baseline a couple times. If if he can lay a bunt down third, because he's fast enough, if he, if he if he can do that, the only – he's just still behind the scenario I laid out just because, say, you've got a guy pumping 96 on the inside half of the plate. I just have more confidence than Dryling could turn on one, Tears could turn on one, that I do seeing Christian Scott turning on mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I just I like tears in the outfield just because you know we've seen him make a couple of plays out there yep. before he got hurt. Um, so I, I'd like to see kind of more of that. It seems like he's got a great arm. I mean, if he's able to hit that hard, surely he's got a good arm. He he's a linebacker. So <laughs> yeah. if, he, if he can't throw hard, something's wrong. Right. It's more of, it's more mechanics than it is physical mm-hmm. ability. So I, I feel like that could be fixed. But yeah, I mean, you got options back there. I guess is the moral of this. Um, and if Kyle Booker is able to kind of build on what he did on Saturday, I, I definitely think that you have you got a strong case of you know a really good outfield out there. And you know we weren't saying this a couple weeks ago. No, it's just it's kind of the the meme you see. You feel the the Billy Mays slap on mm-hmm. slap on <laughs> slap on one issue and it's plugged. But then you, it's not really because I mean we had seen the fielding miscues before mm-hmm. but it's it's kind of one gets settled down another thing pops up one gets I, the best way i know to summarize everything we said is and you you kind of said it earlier too i would go a little bit different and it's kind of nitpicking i don't know that we're a good team we're a very talented team i still don't think we're a good baseball team yet from what okay I'm yeah I, I don't i don't disagree i i think like yeah, we're a very talented team that has a chance to be great. Yeah. I don't I don't see much mojo with this group yet. Like I, I don't see I mean you, you, they they have you know, you see the the lightsaber in the dugout. Like it's not like it's a dead team, but when you don't have an identity really, it's hard to I don't I don't think I'm about to say that a Tony Vitello team doesn't have much swagger, but do they really yet? I, yeah. Compared to last year's squad, they don't to me. Now that's that's that's, that's going to be hard. To, <laughs> to right, do the game with right. Who you had. Like that, that's that's complete top. I'm talking seventy five percent of that is the rest of college baseball, and I don't think we're close to that yet. So yeah. it's to me, it's a talented team, but I just it's like I said before, I don't know what the team is yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they know either. Yeah, and like the the whole like chirping and stuff like that. I, I just think like. It just doesn't fit this team. Some of that can be done away with, too. Like, some of that was a little much at some times. Right. Like, like it, it seems like it, they, they – yeah, they want to have that, that villain role again. Um, and not to say that they can't have that, but I think that was earned. I don't think it was just like we were chirping. We were that good, and then we were, were chirping. Um, so, I, I don't think, like, you have to do that to be the villains, which – you know, it, it just seems like this team has a little bit of – they have some swagger sometimes, but it, sometimes it seems a little forced. Everybody hated and was afraid of Darth Vader because he, he'd pull up and destroy your planet. If he wasn't doing that, then, oh, you know, he's just some little pesky, you know, annoyance out there. It's mm-hmm. you're, You only reach that level of hate when you're good enough to reach that level of hate and you tell people that you're, you make sure people know that you're that good enough. Right. And this team doesn't have either one of those yet. Yep. 
Yeah, and like the, going back to the errors a little bit. I mean, we've seen how good some. I mean, Zane Denton was All SEC defensive team in his career at Alabama. Um, Maui Ahuna was an All American, and you know, a first round draft prospect because of how good he is in the field. Christian Moore, we've seen the plays he's made. Blake Burke, the same way. It just you got to be a little bit more consistent. Um, and just can't have the the blunders like that that'll get you beat because last year you could probably afford some of those because yeah. of of how many home runs and you know one through nine you had all that power and and hitting ability you just it's just a different team like this team has to string a get string together some hits to to have crooked numbers in an inning whereas last year you could. Somebody walks, and the next person get a home run the first pitch, and you have a crooked number. So it's just a little different, and you know I think this team is still really good, but you know I, we we're we're spoiled these past two years. Um, and not to say this team can't be great and you know make a, a trip to Omaha, but it's gonna it's gonna take some some time and some building to get there. This is a college baseball team. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were points last year that you were watching what looked like an MLB team. Oh yeah, there. we could have we could have beat the Tigers at some point last year. Th- this is the highs and lows of college baseball, so that's yeah. why I'm I'm not even really like, oh, you know, crap, we suck again. Like some people are on Twitter, like, no, th- this is what most college baseball teams go through. Th- this was this was kind of Tennessee before last year. Yeah, they when Vitello first got here, it was kind of like, hey, you know. They're tough. They're going to play hard, but what do they really do? Like that's, mm-hmm. it's kind of a throwback to those days. Now, obviously, you have a ton more talent on here, so that's what makes it a little more frustrating. But it, this is, these are the typical mistakes that you see in college baseball. We just we didn't see any of that last year, right? And really, well, two years ago, five or six years ago, we would have killed to have a team like this. So, yeah. um, the people that just got on board, you know, relax. It, it it'll be fine. I mean, next year. If we're looking at that, you got Chase Burns coming back, Drew Beams coming back, uh, Christian Moore, Blake Burke will be back. Um, so you, you got you got Hunter Inslee. I mean, you got you got plenty of guys that that are able to come back. You know, I don't know what Jared Dickey's plans are, but he could potentially come back as well. Um, God, I, I love Jared Dickey. This, I tried yeah, I tried to get a Jared Dickey jersey, and there, there's none left. What what are we doing? I it's a top seller. It's got to be. I may have bought them all out. I just, <laughs> I've turned, you know, grandmas go through wallpaper. I go through Jared Dickey jerseys on my wall. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is not a, a free ad. This is a this is a demand. Ball shop, alumni hall. Get your Jared, Jared Dickey jerseys right now. What are we doing? About right there next to the flag. I think it'd look pretty good. <laughs> right. All right, well, uh, let's get to MVP real quick um, and get out of here. This is a longer show, but we just love talking ball. You want first or me? You go first. I, I went first last time, probably stole yours, so you can still mine if you want. I'll um, – I think I'll go Inslee just because like he it. – it, I thought about Zane, I thought about Dryling, but just, just because I feel like you've – We've talked about it kind of all show, but I feel like you've got a spot locked down now in the outfield. 
we've you've probably got all three, depending on how you want to vary the lineup, who you want to move guys around with Dickey, Dryling, Tears. I feel like the other three spots are kind of – they're going to play, but in what capacity, where are they going to play? Right now, it's, it's Hunter Inslee in center field, and the way he's going, he's going to be there until he decides he doesn't want to play at Tennessee anymore and he goes to the draft, so – I'll t- I'll do that. Should have had another RBI on the board too, on top of his on top of his already good weekend. <laughs> so he'll he'll have to thank Dryling for that one. But hey, I'll help you out, Dryling. I'm still going to give him in my MVP anyway. Okay. Yeah, I, I like Hunter Inslee. He went five for nine with uh, three RBIs. Um, and dude, dude's a dog in center field. Um, mine. I was going to go Hunter Inslee, but. I got to go somebody different. So, you know, why why fix it if it ain't broken? And let's go Jared Dickey again. Yeah. I mean, he was phenomenal. I think he was six for 11 in the series. Um, had a couple RBIs and just, you know, just kept Tennessee in it. I mean, a lot of those were singles, but, uh, you know, he, he's getting guys around, moving runners, getting people on base. And, man, he's a pro, absolute pro. You could make a case for him every week, I think. So he's never he's never a bad pick. Also, I've got a lot of flag for not going this weekend. And, you know, people are, are very quick to say, you know, why weren't you there? Well, no one invited me. If somebody I can't just go by myself, that's weird, okay? It's like you you don't go to a restaurant and sit by yourself. That you get it to go. I only go to stadiums that have decent bullpens in them. Uh, there, there's the guys yeah, on the internet. Exactly. That, there, there's that team that goes around and just ranks their. They give scores to each bullpen. LSU's. They need to make a trip there because that. That's oh poor Caleb. Yeah, Caleb says he eats at <laughs> places alone all the time. Uh, yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> I always like I. I feel sorry for people that sit by themselves, so I kind of want to pay for their food, and it probably like it probably could be just Caleb. Sitting by myself, you know, just talking crap about everybody in the restaurant. But, you know, I kind of just want to buy his food because I just feel bad. You know, or I, I just want to invite them over. I wasn't that off of what Caleb was saying. I still don't do it. But I was like, oh, you know, maybe he's got a point. Maybe I should try it sometime. But when he brought up the point of that third message, very relaxing, there's no way. That's no. The, the anxiety's got to be out There's the a difference in going to a bar and sitting at the bar and right, eating by yourself. Right. And like sitting booth. at an actual, yes. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a tough look. Here, here's one thing weirder than that. The people that are couples that sit on the same side. Guys, what are we doing? Yeah. In a booth, it's just so rough, too, because there's just three open slots minimum, depending on the person's body mass index there, too. You could maybe stuff six people in there, but you're like, no, nah, it's just me. That's – yeah. I love you, Caleb, but that's a uh, – Caleb said, why also – Why would I sit <laughs> at a booth by myself? So maybe this is a big misunderstanding again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We're, we're, getting, we're getting way off. This is this a more can, important this, issues yeah, episode where we get off on a tangent. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Hopefully well, – I mean, let's sweep the Gators this weekend. going to be fun. Starts on Thursday. I don't know why we're doing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but here we go again. Um, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, be there. I think that eight o'clock on Thursday, seven o'clock on, uh, Friday and then two o'clock on Saturday. So going to be a fun weekend. Lots of great baseball like this past weekend, but uh, hopefully Tennessee can clean up the errors and, uh, we'll, we'll 
you know, wear the Gator football helmets. I think Evan Russell's saved a few from last year. So, yeah. Thanks again, and uh, peace. <laughs>